Takes from New Jersey, see SNL Nerds, a show where two comics from New Jersey nerd out about Saturday Night Live. I'm your co-host, Darren Patterson. And I'm your co-host, John Trumbull. John Trumbull, how are you, good sir? How are you, good sir? Well, you know, doing doing all right, I guess. Living the life, chasing the dream? Uh, sure, yeah. Yes, okay. Just, just, I thought you were trying to get away from that catchphrase. I'm bringing it back. It's retro now. So oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Well, that was a fun week. Yeah, right? It's like, uh, like bell-bottom jeans and uh, uh, butterfly collars. It's cool to wear now. Yeah, yeah. That's what I tell myself. So, you know, you, uh, you, I know you had a, a, well, a semi-decent week. You were telling me before we started recording, you were, you were sick for a few days this week. Yeah, but, yeah. But uh, you also texted me in the middle of the week. This is a bit of an update from uh, last week. Is You told me you watched your first episode of Columbo. Yes, I did. Ooh, Columbo recap. Let's get into it. Yeah, you 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 picked out uh, Stitch in Crime, which is the episode where Leonard Nimoy, who who plays a malevolent surgeon, mm-hmm. and he's he's like he's killing his his partner and his mentor. Yes, and, and I remember Anne Francis from Forbidden Planet, and Honey West is in it too. And right, and you right. really liked it. I did. It's uh, yeah. I think uh, he plays Doctor Mayfield, and like he's like this, you know, go-getting doctor who's trying to get to the next level. But this one doctor is kind of staying in his way, saying, "Oh, the tests aren't ready. It's not ready yet." Mm-hmm. And then you know, Leonard Nimoy's like, "Oh, you're in my way, goddamn you!" And yeah. uh, so he operates on a doctor who has to have like a heart valve put in, and then he does something to you know, unsure the man's uh, demise. But of course, yeah. one of the nurses catches it. And of course, you know when that happens, you got to kill the nurse. Yeah, and, then, and that's where there's Columbo. a lot. Of, there's more murdering in that episode than most Columbo episodes. Most Columbo episodes, it's just the one murder. This, this, this is one where you know he does another murder to cover up the first murder. Yeah, and, my, yeah, my man Neboy, uh, he's got bodies on him. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. He's and he's like romancing the nurse's roommate. Uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, uh, Nimoy is like very suave in that episode. It's kind of fun to see like lady killer Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, it's weird. Like you think of Leonard Nimoy as you know Spock, the uh, you know cold, calculating, uh, you know second mate on the Star yeah. Trek, but here he's like you know he's wearing turtleneck sweaters and fancy blazers. Yeah, it's and... groovy seventies Nimoy. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh wow, look at him! You know, sashaying up here." He's, he's got he's got like you know the the bushy sideburns. I think. Yeah, he's ready to hit up the regal beagle. <laughs> yes. <you know>? Yes. <laughs> Dance to yeah. some uh, three dog night or something. Like he's ready yeah. to rock. He's ready to rock the it, night away. It honestly, made my day this Thursday. You you texted me and you said, "Just watch the Columbo with Leonard Nimoy." And yeah, that shit was flames, dog. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I really liked it. I also thought there's that one scene where he uh, dra- he drugs somebody. Oh yeah, who, who could like you know I implicate him or I you know in in the murder, and like yeah. then they show that how, I guess the camera work they like basically show how a person is on drugs. It's just like the camera has like a bunch of like colorful filters over it. Yeah, and then the guy yeah, is like stumbles down some stairs and yeah, yeah. it's like oh whoa. He like goes on like a killing spree in that episode, man. He really does. He's just, he he's just, kills so many people. He's a straight up sociopath. He's like he's, he's a serial killer. Like that, I don't know, I'm not sure how many it takes for you to become like a serial killer, but he's he racks up like three murders in that episode. I think three and above, you're a serial killer, right? Yeah, that's that seems right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but like but, I would assume. 
Yeah. And it's also it's also fun because like Colombo actually loses his temper with him at the end. Uh, yeah. That's a thing too. Like he, he like kind of flips out. I, I just, that's the thing I love about Columbo because he's like you know he's like this frumpy looking short dude and like mm-hmm. he's very unassuming and people you know he, he talks with that old New York accent. Yeah, and, people, people underestimate him. Yeah, but I think that's that's his like greatest uh, asset because people don't think that he's this sharp, quick witted dude when he totally is so they, yeah yeah they have his guard down around them and that's when you yeah get him. And, and he's he's just so endearing yeah you just you just love him more and more as the show goes on so absolutely so uh yes uh thumbs up to colombo hopefully that show uh i think that show has like a lot of life in it i think it's uh yeah hope, yeah hope, i think it's going places hope people hope enough people watch it and uh tell their friends about it because i really yes. think it's uh you know underground underrated classic colombo streaming on peacock right now mm-hmm Absolutely. Uh, so. Speaking of Peacock, that's what I watched uh, last night's episode of SNL on. Haha, segue. You mean last night's episode of SNL starring uh, Jenna Ortega and the 1975, the season 48, episode 15 that aired on March 11th, 2023? That episode of SNL? Uh, no, something else. Oh, okay. Okay. But we, I guess we could talk about this one too. All right. Well, I mean, it is the most recent episode of SNL and all, so. Got it. Okay. And this is, checks notes, an SNL podcast, so, <laughs> yeah, why don't we talk about that? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about um, it. Uh, yeah, Jenna Ortega, who's uh, really blowing up right now, uh, mm-hmm. you know, from the show Wednesday on Netflix. Yep. Uh, she's also in the, uh, the new Scream movie that just came out this weekend. Right, uh, yeah, Scream Six, which I, I'm hearing for people is good. People seem to be liking it. Yeah, uh, I, I think it had the biggest opening of any Scream movie. Yeah, like uh, from what I'm reading online and what my friends are saying, the reviews are positive. They're like thumbs mm-hmm. up. This is it's weird. Like I know what usually with uh, horror movies when they make another sequel that's been around for a while, it's usually the quality yeah. dips and you know it's it's like when they had like Jason Goes to Manhattan and you figure it'd be like that. But from what I'm hearing about this movie it's uh it's solid a lot of people i, mean, love I haven't it. seen a screen movie in a while i know i didn't see the last one and i'm at a loss if i saw the fourth one or not i i think i did uh i'm sure i did i might have seen the first one and that's it it's not just because i don't like screen movies just because i you know i'm a bit of a scaredy cat like horror movies in general kind of weird me out like i haven't seen i i don't think i've seen any of the nightmare on elm streets or uh-huh uh, yeah, I've, I've never right. been a big horror guy, or, or not a slasher movie guy, but I, yeah. I did like the Scream movies. Yeah, I, I did have to see the fourth one, because um, Emma Roberts and uh, Hayden Penitary were, were in the fourth one, right? I believe so. Don't quote me. I don't, I don't think they were famous yet when they made the third one. So. I don't think so. Was this after? I know Hayden Penitary was in the Heroes. Was that after Heroes or before? Is yeah, because there was a gap. They like yeah. they, they finished off the Scream movies with number three, and then... I think they brought him back a number of years later. Okay. And we're in that cycle now. So. Okay. All right. But I'm not, uh, not going to look up the years they released the screen movies. Okay. That, that's more effort than I want to go to. Yeah. But. Let's not exert any more effort than we need to for this podcast. Please. That's basic. That's my basic philosophy of life. That's really. All, that's all, it's got me this far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, she's in the Scream movie. She's been in the movie uh, X that came out oh, a few years ago. It's like she's yeah, like, which that's another horror thing. I know it's like a some sort of horror thing. Well, in like in the movie, they're shooting a porn movie. Yeah, 
it, basically that's it. And um, that's about all I know. Yeah, and there has been rumors I've seen online that uh, she's going to be in the next uh, Beetlejuice sequel that they've been talking about forever that they're going to make, but apparently right. she's being uh, circled to play uh, Lydia's daughter. So we'll see if that happens, see if that comes to fruition. Well, that makes me feel ancient. Uh... Yes. <laughs> As it should. <laughs> and so, you know, so naturally, since she's a star on the run, she's hosting SNL. And she she came on and she, she, she did the hosting. She was in the she was in the sketches and the funny make ups uh, They had a musical guest, the 1975. Uh-huh. And, and we're going to talk about it. And we're going to say what we thought. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. Okay, we started out with uh, Oscar's red carpet cold open. Because uh, the Oscars are this Sunday. As you folks are listening to this, the Oscars will have already occurred. For us, they're still in our future. That's right. Oh. We don't know what's going to happen. We could we could make some Oscar predictions right now, and we could either look really really smart or really really dumb. Do you want Do you want to do any Oscar picks? Do you have any Oscar picks? Uh nah. I, it's hard to guess with these things how they'll go. Like I, I'd love to think that they always go to like the best movie, the, the movie that's usual, that's without a doubt like the best made. But I don't know. The, I'm a little bit jaded when it comes to awards. I know there's all these politics yeah. and back you know backdoor deals going on and it's like uh, sometimes sometimes it doesn't go to the best person but to the person maybe I, I don't know i i really couldn't say who's gonna get go. I, I, I you know i haven't seen too many of the nominated movies uh this year i haven't made it out to the movies too too much um uh, i am i am kind of rooting for uh jamie lee curtis ooh. who's nominated for best supporting actor just because, our best supporting actress, I guess I should say, um, you know, just because she's so cool, yeah. you know, yeah, I, she's just so herself, and she's just like beyond caring about any of the BS involved with Hollywood and celebrity, and I, I just find that very engaging. Yeah, and I believe this is like the first time she's ever been nominated. From the yeah, movie. yeah, and so that's that's cool. I yeah, mean, yeah. Great capper to a great career. I mean, uh, she's she's just always cool, and I'm and I'm kind of rooting for. Uh, 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 Kui Kwan too. Oh yeah, Kui Kwan. Yes. Yeah, yeah. From you know, from everything, everywhere, all at once, and you know, because like he he's one of those people who like stepped away from the business for a yeah. while because like as he was a child actor and then he kind of grew up and there weren't really any parts for him. And then he got back into the business and he gets he gets an Oscar nomination. It's... I mean that that's an amazing story. And he and he also just seems so grateful and he's so enjoying the ride yeah and, that's pretty crazy when you hear a story like how he was a kid and like you said you know of course he was you know he was in goonies he was in indiana jones and the temple of doom and mm-hmm. he was uh encino man who's with brendan fraser was he? i didn't know that i've never seen encino man yeah he was in was it encino he was in a movie with brendan fraser i believe it was encino man well haven't we all yeah <laughs> and it's like one of those things where he just sort of realized oh the industry doesn't want me so maybe i'll just take a step back and then he started yeah. doing like behind the scenes stuff like one thing i didn't even realize until i saw it in like a few interviews he was like a he became a stunt coordinator on films and uh one of the stunt one of the films he was a stunt coordinator on and um like around 2000 he got a call saying hey we're doing this movie uh it has hugh jackman in it he played like wolverine it's, it's called x-men do you want to be a stunt coordinator on it and he was like yeah okay sure he was a stunt coordinator on the first X Men movie. That's very cool. That's so cool. And I believe I believe he did his own stunt work or most of it in every 
everything everywhere all at once. So yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah it's pretty amazing. Yeah, as far as like the Oscar-nominated yeah. films, I did see everything everywhere all at once. That's an amazing film. Mm-hmm. Totally blew my mind. Deserved all the awards. Uh, I saw Banshees of Inisherin, which I liked. That's always okay. Cool. Uh, Top Gun Maverick was pretty cool. That might be it. I think those are the main three. Right. Ones, well, hey, that's that's more than I've made it to. So, right. so, but I'm still gonna watch because I just like to. You know, it's it's fun to watch the award shows, and you never know, somebody might get slapped. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Maybe it'll be somebody who deserves it this year. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, anyway, so we've got... Yeah. Uh, Watch your face, Jared Logan. Yeah. <laughs> Jared Leto. Yeah, Logan. Jesus. Do you want to take that again? Nah, leave it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I gave him a chance. Uh, so we got Heidi and Marcelo hosting. Uh, Marcelo's playing Mario Lopez. Heidi's playing... Uh, like She's like, I'm one of these two people. They haven't told me yet. Uh, you know, that's kind of cute. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Kit Hoover or Maria Menounos. Okay. I, I've heard of Marina Menudas. No idea who the other person is. I assume she's an entertainment reporter of some kind. Yeah. Uh, and they talk about how, you know, because of the, the slap last year, Oscars have hit, hired a new head of security, Mike Tyson. Yeah, and we got uh, Keenan as Mike Tyson. First time he's been ha- doing the most half-assed Mike Tyson impression ever. It's pretty weak. <laughs> how, how the hell do you fuck up a Mike Tyson impression? Is this where the... Uh... Uh, yes, this is rant number one. Okay, this here is we rant go. number one. All right, I, 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 last night we're fifteen minutes into the show. I have thoughts. This is the this is the first thing that set me off. I I, I saw that tweet you put out and I got nervous. I was like, oh, is no. is Keenan oh, no. Thompson's weak ass Mike Tyson? I swear, like I mean, Keenan he doesn't even seem to be trying anymore for it for most of the time. Whenever he's called to, upon to do an impression. He just phones it in, and it seems like he's been phoning in for at least the last five years. Um, I can't, I can't disagree with you there. You know, Are, he just he just does himself, and I'm I'm just I'm so fed up with it. Yeah, like I mean, you know, everybody knows the Mike Tyson impression. It's basically what Keenan Ivory Wayans did back on *In Living Color*. You know, it's like, hey, yeah. what's going on, yeah? What's going on, yeah, fella? It's a, it's an extra glorious. You like, do you know. the you do the high squeaky voice. You put in a few malaprops, and boom, you're doing a Mike Tyson. But no, he doesn't. He doesn't do that like at all. If look, the the real test is if you showed this to me cold, would I have been able to tell it was Mike Tyson? And I no, I would have had no idea. Yeah, it's it's not the best. Yeah, not the best. So, uh, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, so, uh, you know, he talks about how he's the head of security. He could say, you know, there are a few things that might set him off, like clapping and statues of gold people. He calls Mario Lopez, Mario Luigi, and we're done. And we're done. Uh, And next we have uh, Chloe Feynman come in as Jamie Lee Curtis. And and that was fun, because, like, Jamie Lee Curtis, she's been been everywhere the last few months. She she was in a viral video where she was talking about how you know, she didn't go to, a, like, an awards dinner because it was past her bedtime. Oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't see... She was talking about, like, this... They they had one of the nominee dinners, and Jamie, and it was set for, like, 6.30 or 7 at night. And she was like, well, yeah, I didn't go to that because it would have been, like, at least 8.30 or 9 when we would have been served, and that's past my bedtime. Mama needs her sleep. Oh. And then, and then she went on a little rant about why big musicians like Coldplay or Bruce Springsteen don't have matinee shows. 
Oh, okay. She's she is an early to bed, early riser type. So you know what I, the old me would have said, "Oh, that's an old person thing," but now that I'm old, I'm like, "Yeah, that makes perfect sense." I think it is undeniably an old person. <laughs> yes, but it's still the appeal. It's I still. I, I mean, yeah. I'm a night owl myself, but I see the appeal. Yeah, it's like you know, you you have a nice little early bird special. You go see, uh, you know of. You know, the four tops or wherever you want to see at one in the afternoon and you go to bed. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I, um, I love it. Yeah. You know, so I enjoyed uh, Chloe's Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, I I liked her like power walking away. I thought that was cute. Yes. Very cute. Very cute. Yeah. Uh, Um, Yeah. And then they go into another segment where they talk about the the DraftKings betting odds segment of their show where they talk about people... Who are like you know betting on the show? Yeah, cut away with uh, Desmukes and Devin. Yeah, that was interesting to see. Uh, yeah. You know, they talk about things about like the, the odds are three to one that a young actor will bring out an old actor in a wheelchair and regret it immediately. Uh, Ten to one odds that someone in the in memoriam is still alive. And then they talk about surprise appearances that may or may not happen, such as uh, Chris Rock, uh, Jared from Subway, George Santos pretending to be Tom Cruise. Harvey Weinstein introducing Kanye. They had an Army Hammer joke in there, too. Yeah, yeah. They had an Army. Uh, Yeah, I thought this part was so-so, I guess. It was all right. It was was fun to see Dismukes and Devin together. Um, I I say give them Weekend Update next. Ooh, now you're cooking. Yeah. They had a nice, cool chemistry together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then they brought in Mikey Day as Colin Farrell and Molly as uh, Brendan Gleeson, which was fun to see. Right. And it's anytime we're slathering fake facial hair on Molly, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Always always a blast. And, uh, you know, of course, they're the both of them are just talking in uh, Irish gibberish. Just yeah. Very thick brogues. Very thick. Yes. And, you know, they're they're bringing out the. They're bringing out even more Irish in each other, I think. Uh, and then, uh, then they bring out uh, Sarah as Michelle Williams's Jewish acting coach for the Fablemans. Yeah, I guess it's. A... I, I think Michelle Williams is getting a little blowback because she was playing a, a Jewish woman in the Fablemans. I have heard that, yeah, because you know Michelle Williams doesn't really look the part of a Jewish person. And... She's very, yeah, she's very. Uh, Goyam, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lahayam. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody was like, only Steven Spielberg could look at Michelle Williams and think that she would pass as a Jewish woman. But you know, look, the dude's casting his mother. Let let him cast who he wants to yeah. as his mother. Let, yeah, let let him have this. Come on, it's magic. <laughs> you know, it's a uh, movie magic. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's more important that you get a good actor than you you match every. Ethnic, ethnic thing on the box, you know? Yeah, I hear you. Uh, yeah, and then they talked about, um, you know, Jewish rep- representation in other movies, uh, such as Avatar, and they showed a picture of uh, one of the blue dudes with, like, the, the payas, I believe yeah. it's called. Uh, I don't know if that really worked. They, they kind of you know, got lost in the Avatar dreadlock things. Yeah, I don't know. I thought this part maybe should have maybe could have been cut out. I think this... The cold open was a little long for me, but I don't know. We'll, we'll get to it. Uh, and then we had uh, Bo and Yang come on as George Santos pretending that he's Tom Cruise, which is one of the things I predict in the Odds Maker segment. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't like they didn't make a comment about that. Like, 
Because like you said, like that was one of the things that they were saying in the odds makers, but they don't really mention that in the in the sketch where, oh, George Santos did come out pretending to be Tom Cruise. Somebody somebody won at uh, DraftKings. Um, but I don't, know. I don't think they needed to comment on it. I think it's enough that they did it. I think if they commented on it, it would have been like, uh, as, as Seth Meyers would say, you're putting a hat on a hat. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I, th- I think it's funner to not comment on it and let the audience pick up on it. Okay. It, right. It's not bugging me. It, uh, apparently it bugged you. It did. This is okay. my five-minute rant about that. All right. Uh, yeah, no, that was it. I'm done. That, that was a quick five-minute rant, I'm yes. just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, well, so... Yeah, this was this was okay. I mean, it's it's nice to see a non-political cold open. Yeah, I thought so. I thought it was all right. Maybe a little too long. Maybe they could have cut out a little bit more. Uh, I will admit, um, they also talked about uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, and they cut to... Michael, oh, yeah, they had that at the tail end, yes. Michael Longfellow in this amazing costume, just creeping at everybody. Yeah, yeah. And uh, But yeah, like, I thought... I thought the cold open was okay, maybe a little too long, but it wasn't wasn't the worst. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Jenna Ortega's monologue. Uh, she came out. She was wearing sort of like half tuxedo jacket, half not really a dress. I I don't know. I don't know how to describe that outfit. Yeah, she kind of looked like uh, Zatanya from the DC comics. Zatanna. Yeah. Zatanna. Sorry. Yeah, Zatanya. I think is a type of pasta. Ooh, I love it. Nom, nom, nom. Um, when you hear your family. Yeah, uh, she she came out. Uh, she she did. Uh, she she showed a Colgate commercial that she did at age nine, and I think I finally reached my threshold with this bit with the with the humble beginnings bit in SNL monologues. I'm. You hate cute kids, John. What are you talking? What what? Uh, I mean, generally yes. Um, <laughs> oh God. But no, I'm 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 just kind of sick of like the. Oh, look at where I came from back in the day. Look at this thing that I did back when I was a, a kid or a struggling actor or blah, blah, blah. Is this it right? just is, a little too much for me now. Is this, and is this rant number two? It's, this is rant number two, yeah. So it's become it's become another crutch for the show, I think. Um, I could see where you... But I don't think they've done it that much. That like I think this might be the first time they probably did it in a while, actually. I, mean, I don't know if I think I like I said I reached my threshold. If you asked me before this episode if they done that too much, I'd be like, no, no, that's that's cool. It's kind of refreshing. And then when they did it tonight, I was just like, Ugh. uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I see what you mean. Like they definitely did it to you know play on our sensibilities. Like, oh, she was just used to be a little little kitty, so cute. And yeah. then they kind of did the thing where they. Flip the Colgate commercial to make it look like a creepy horror movie that she she would be in now. Right, right, yeah, because she's done a lot of <laughs> horror disturbing type things. Yeah, and then they, uh, you know, then they cut to uh, uh, one of her co-hosts or co-stars from uh, Wednesdays in the audience, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen playing Uncle Fester on Wednesday, uh, and he's like, oh, wow, this is what it's like on SNL. And she says, Fred, you were on the show for 11 seasons. Um, yeah, and then she she compliments uh, Fred Armisen by saying her favorite sketch of all time is the fucking Californians. And this is yes. a, th- here we go. All right, here we're, we're at rant number three. Your your favorite SNL sketch of all time is the fucking Californians. Okay, look, I know you're only twenty, but come on, pick literally any other SNL sketch. Yeah, as soon as you said <laughs> that, your 
favorite? It's your favorite? As soon as she said that, I was like, John's going to have words. I have words. uh, No, that that is one of the worst things that has ever been on SNL. It is one of the worst things that has ever existed. Like, ever? Like, yeah, there's like war of crimes, and then there's the Californians. It's like the Black Plague, right? uh, Hitler, and the the Californians, and the Californians. That that is the ranking. Yeah. Um. I, I can't. I can't see the. I can't. I can't fault that. I, I don't yeah. see Where's well, the line? Am I wrong? Nope. I guess. I know. That's a bit. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I do well, like. So that pissed me off, and that did not bode well. I was like, okay, we're we're in the hands of somebody whose favorite sketch is the Californians. I I do not feel good. That was not designed to make me feel happy. Oh dear. I mean, I do like how, uh, like when Fred goes into. You know, the split, explaining where they got the idea from the California. She just cuts her off, cuts him off, and it's like, yeah, no, it's it's fine. We, we can you can sit down now. Yeah, we we knew. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, the monologue I thought was okay. It, she she definitely maybe seemed a little nervous, but you know that's to be expected. Yeah, I picked up a little on that. It wasn't it wasn't too much. I mean, it was. Yeah, you know, she wasn't unnervingly nervous, I suppose. Yeah, she wasn't like you know shaking her knees and profusely sweating. Yeah, I think I saw a little quiver in her arm or something. But you know, yeah, okay. but, yeah that's fine. <laughs> okay, yeah. So um, yeah, overall, not a bad uh, monologue. That was okay. I thought the monologue was just very eh. I, I yeah. just, a lot of things I've done before. You know the the oh here's the old thing I did and oh here's a cameo by by my celebrity friend who used to be a cast member. I just like a lot of stuff I've seen before. Yeah, those those have both become big crutches, and yeah, I'd like you. to see them move away from them. No, I hear you. I hear you. It's uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So hopefully, maybe they'll move away from them uh, later on in the year. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah. so far, so far, so good. All right. All right. Um, do we have any writing credits so far, Darren? You looked up the writing credits. I did. I don't see any. Like uh, usually. They're up here on the Reddit page, but they're they're blank right now. So okay, all right. So, so these just spontaneously came into being. Yes, <laughs> the Big uh, Bang Theory. Next, uh, first sketch: School versus School, which mm-hmm. is you know quiz show, game show sketch. Uh, yeah. So it's um, you know, like a quiz show, like you said, two schools, two rival schools. Battling each other, teachers and students together. Yeah, almost like a family feud type thing. Uh, yeah. We see one of the school is the West Grove High School from New Jersey. I looked that up. That is not a real high school in New Jersey. They just made that up. Uh, TV, you know. So I feel so betrayed. I know it's. I feel it's so a, betrayed. And I, then, but but like Keenan comes out and does this weird thing that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, what was that? Well, he was involved with a lawsuit for like somebody was doing a COVID test, but instead of putting like swabbing the person's mouth, they were swabbing his anus for five months. And I'm just like, what? What? Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the rest of the sketch. Nope. They do. They kind of do a callback for it at the end. And I'd hate to think that that was just to give them a callback at the end, but I don't know. It's, you don't have to give every person a fucking backstory. Yeah, sometimes people are just people, man. He can just be a, a game show host. It's fine. Yeah, it's that. I mean, I'll get it's into fine. it. If Keenan's getting bored, 
he should leave the show. You know? Jesus Christ. <laughs> don't let him, you know, don't give him a fucking backstory for every fucking character. Wow, you are on fire tonight, my friend. <sighs> yeah. Oof. And then, okay, so we got we got Westgrove High on one side, and it's it's Punky and, and as the teacher, and then two of her students. And then the, the school they're going against is Professor Xander's Academy for Extraordinary Children. Yeah, it's clearly a X-Men uh, knockoff. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I'm looking at this and I just, I mean, Mikey's clearly Professor X. Jenna Ortega is clearly rogue, but she's telekinetic. Um, and Molly is like no X-Men that I know of. She's like, she was called, I think, Knockout. And she's got like this huge muscly arm. Yeah, it was. I guess she was trying to be like... Um... Maybe Colossus, or, or I don't know. She was trying to be like a. That's a reach. I don't know. So I don't. I mean, it, it was just weird to have like the two characters be so on the nose, and then the third character is like nothing, like no X Men. And I'm just like, well, why don't you just do the X Men? Why? I, I don't. Maybe that made no sense to me. I don't know. Maybe what, what's the point of doing fake X Men? I I didn't get that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would think maybe they could have just said that they were the X Men. I don't know why they had to create a. Fi- yeah, but, I mean, it's like, like I mean, because I mean, X Men's owned if you, by if Disney. You're doing parody. The, yeah. the general rule is like once is fine. If you're doing like a a continued thing, then it's infringement. Like, I mean, they had the real Black Panther on Black Jeopardy. Yeah. So they could do the real X Men, no problem. Yeah, I mean, it's all Disney, right? So, yeah, I, I didn't... So, I that really confused me. I was like, why are we doing this? these off-brand dollar store X-Men? <laughs> it, it was just really weird. And then why are two characters really close and then the, the third character is, like, not connected at all? It just it just weirded me out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought the premise was interesting. I think there was something there, because it is kind of cool... To see, you know, the you get all the X Men tropes of it, like uh, where General Ortega's yeah. character was fighting with Charles Xavier, uh, Mikey Day's character is like, you know, if my gifts are so special, then why won't you let me use them? You're not ready, child. Uh, I yeah, mean, I it mean, just it didn't work for me at all. Yeah, I, I just I I found like the premise could be good. I could see how you could get a decent sketch out of that, but this wasn't it. This was, I thought it was really unfunny. It was a lot of overacting. Everyone just shouting at each other. Yeah. And, and I don't find people shouting at each other inherently funny in and of itself. So. Uh, yeah. Like it was definitely, they were trying to make it work. There is, I, I like the premise, but I don't think they like, I don't know. I think the right, maybe, maybe the right just didn't push it in the way they needed to, or maybe just no. go totally yeah. as far with it as they needed to. Maybe that's why they threw in that whole COVID swab thing for Keenan to say at the beginning, at the, at the beginning and the end of the but sketch. But that wasn't funny. Yeah, that wasn't funny either. I'm not saying it wasn't funny. I'm just saying it was there. <laughs> yeah. It was just, the only thing I found funny in the sketch was like punky after she got electrocuted. Yeah. Like they did something to her and she was just like stuck in her. her and then she's just frozen for the rest of the sketch. And I thought punky was very funny with that, but I mean, that's, that's it. I think it needed maybe more of that or it needed more of something. The premise is. It needed anything. Yeah. (laughs) Like it just, there were, there were parts where the, even the, they were kind of, the energy was off. Like, 
I don't know. It just it needed more time to gestate and work, or more it, or escalation it, or something. It just, it just didn't work for me at all, and I do not get why this was first. Yeah, that was why. Why was this up at the top of the show? This should have been buried, if if at all. Wow, I mean, not axed, God buried damn. in the last half of the show. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's X Men and kids like X Men. You know, it's for, for the kids or something. But like I. It's a good premise. I, I'll say that, but it just it a decent needs, premise. Yeah, I'll give them that. It needed, uh, it needed they more. squandered it, but yeah, it definitely it definitely needed more. So mm. yeah, so um, uh, not great start. Not a great start. Not I'm not feeling good about this show at this point. Um, but uh, we, we got thankfully we got a pre-tape from Please yeah, Don't yeah. Destroy. This is uh, called Road Trip. Yeah, it's like the third uh, pre-tape in a row they've gotten. Apparently, yeah, this is the first time we've seen please uh, three Please Don't Destroy uh, sketches in three weeks in a row. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, maybe they figure we got to get these out before uh, April 1st, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. We might have a strike coming up. We, you know, they announced a host of musical guests for April 1st, but uh, there might be a strike. So we don't know for sure if there's going to be a show that's a little up in the air. Oh, pins and needles. We're all on pins and needles here. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what's going on? Who can tell? So, yeah, Jenna Ortega's with the PDD boys in the office. Uh, she's burnt out from doing all the press junket touring, and she's burnt out. PDD boys are going to go out on a little bit of a road trip and just drive out on the open road, and then Jenna joins them. Uh, they go out. They sing a nice little song. Going on a road trip. Yeah. Very catchy song. I like the song. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, talk about, uh, you know, uh, going out on, on the road. Uh, ben has the snacks. Martin's doing navigation, seeing billboards about uh, with Jesus on them, about how they're going to hell. And then, of course, as the road trip goes on, they start to wear on each other's nerves. And it's. Uh, yeah, they miss an exit. Uh, yeah. Jenna's slurp, slurping from her Slurpee too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they're, they're other stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a tough thing to describe because it, it gets very surreal very quickly or, or very odd very quickly. Yeah, um, I I liked when they hit a drifter at the end. That was fun. <laughs> oh, you liked it? Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, it was. Uh, fun. Yeah, it was funny. I thought that I thought the green screen effects out the car windows weren't very good. Uh, they just they looked very fakey. I didn't even notice that. Okay, that'll bug me. All right, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I did like the part where uh, John and Martin are getting into an argument about uh, Martin's navigating, and then Martin's. I'm sorry, I'm getting a lot of texts. My dad had a stroke. I'm sorry, I'm not focused on the navigating. Yeah, and then they wait a beat, and they're like, I don't know why I said that. My dad didn't have a stroke. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was cute. This was this was the first you know really really funny thing of the night. So. Uh, starting to turn around a bit. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we're starting to turn the ship around. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. We're doing it. All right. Yeah. Doing it. Yeah. Uh, PDD so, always works for me. They, they don't. They rarely yeah. miss. Like they're always. And, and like I said, the you know the song is really catchy. They actually harmonized well. I, they sounded pretty good together. I don't know if they were, if they sweetened that or if they had people, other people singing that stuff, or if that was really them. But it know. sounded good. Yeah. Maybe hired a. Uh, Barbershop Quartet or something like that. <laughs> the B-Sharps. 
Uh, yeah. So so far, so we're doing all right so far. We're starting to turn this baby around. Yeah. Uh, next up, the Parent Trap. The Parent Trap. Uh, this is. Uh, General Ortega is playing an actress. She's shooting a remake of The Parent Trap. Yeah, uh, Bone Yang's the director, and yeah. so they're rehearsing lines. Uh, but of course, uh, the other actress that General Ortega is will be acting with is out sick. So they bring in one of the uh, crew members, Raymond, of course, uh, played by Mr. Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen coming in as Raymond, the crew guy, and he's reading lines opposite Jen Ortega, and he improvs a bit. He calls her a bitch. Yeah, like he's because he, you know he's a he's a crew guy, so he talks like a old school New Yorker, talks like yeah. this, and uh, yeah, yeah. So it's just basically a lot of him dropping into his own uh, sensibilities while he's whilst pretending to be a eleven year old girl. Yeah. Uh, this was okay, I guess. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty much. All Fred Armisen's sketch, like he's kind of the one making the whole thing go. So yeah, I mean, it didn't it didn't send me in a big big way, but it was all right. Yeah, so like, I mean, I guess it depends on how much you like Fred Armisen and whatnot, like and uh, or the Parent Trap. And um, on the, I will admit, there was that one part where um, the two of them were supposed to hold pictures of of um, of their parents together. Yeah. And they then, match up the photo that that's been ripped in half. Yeah, and, and he's like Leslie Mann, and then Ed Helms. Oh, this is for streaming. He had that yeah. quick little joke. <laughs> I like that because I was like, yeah, that's probably who you would cast. <laughs> yeah, I could see both of them doing it. Yeah, exactly. Like that. That I don't think it got a huge laugh, but it was like a quick little joke. Like if you're putting out this on streaming, you'd get Leslie Mann and Ed Helms to be in it, right? Instead of. Uh, Dennis Quaid and whoever the, the other person was. Absolutely. Um, and I liked when, like, the, the two characters, they figure out their twins. He's like, oh, yeah, this is like that movie with Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that sort of break in the fourth wall type of thing. I've never seen the Lindsay Lohan parent trap, actually. I don't think I have either. Okay. I know I've seen the original with Haley Mills. I watched cool. that at summer camp one year. Oh, nice. no, I mean, this was like before it was remade, of course. Right, right. Uh, that I, one's from like 1965 or something like that. Something. I don't think I've seen either. Like, I, I don't know. I get the premise. It's like, oh, yeah, they, they look yeah. alike. So they, you're Prince of the Pauper. They're, they're two identical twins. And like when their parents got divorced, like one of each twin went with one parent. And then the, they happen to go to the same summer camp. And then they discover that they're twins. And then they start scheming to get their parents back together. Yeah, yeah. It's a Prince and a Pauper type thing. Or... Uh, sort of, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, you know, and, and I think both of the parents are, are supposed to, or at least one of the parents is supposed to marry a, a horrible person. Yeah, they always are. Like, they're always... With... They always are. Nobody's, nobody's ever marrying, like, a nice person. No, it's usually... Because they want you to feel good when they dump that other person ruthlessly at the end. Yeah, it's usually somebody who's wealthy. They're usually blonde, and they're right. usually they're usually uh, huge pieces of crap. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, "I'm gonna send you to boarding school." Ah! <laughs> um, no. But like, whenever I see that now, I'm just like, "Well, why are they attracted to the asshole?" Because <laughs> that's what the script calls for, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I mean, but the person number one is supposed to be a nice person. So why are they falling in love with the asshole? I don't, they got they got problems, man. They got issues. It's weird. It's weird. I know. Um, it is. Anyway, weird. so uh, yeah, th- this was okay. Nothing to write home about. I thought. Uh, yeah. 
same. I thought it was okay. Uh, you know, Fred Armisen, like he's, I mean, he's not my favorite SNL cast member. No, like, I can kind of take him or leave him. But I, yeah. I'll admit he did he did pretty good in the sketch. I mean, this was in his lane. This is, you know, he this is the sort of thing he can do. Yeah, talking about how he likes Lisa Renna and how he would let her wreck him. Yeah. Things like that. Sure. I mean, that's the things I, I want to know about Fred Armerson and his characters. <laughs> Lisa Renna, my own. Who, who would this guy let wreck him? <laughs> um, yes, tweet at us, guys. Who would you let wreck you? Uh, no, don't don't need to know that. <laughs> All right, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't. I mean, tweet at us, but not about that, please. Yes, absolutely. Um, so next we had uh, MTV ridiculousness. Yes, oh, that, that's an actual show on MTV, I believe. Yes, right? and this one we have writing credits for Rosebud, okay. Rosebud Baker, Mikey Day, Streeter Seidel. Uh, okay. Yeah. So basically, for those that don't know, it's basically. America's Funniest Home Videos, but for, like, Gen Z. It's, right. It's like, they play it a lot on MTV, like, a, like almost eight hours a day or something like that, from uh-huh. what I've heard. And, yeah. Because, God forbid, you play, like, music videos. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to Music on, on MTV? No. Come on. What are, you, what are you doing here? Yeah. M just stands for mess. No. Yeah. And it's just, like, basically, yeah, they just watch, like, viral videos of people falling down and be like oh that's crazy that's getting yo. their heads stuck in cups and stuff yeah yeah and like yo that's crazy that's ridiculous and uh that that goes on for apparently eight hours a day on mtv i guess it's a thing that you can have on it's a th- <laughs> it's a thing that can play in the background while you do your laundry or something else while worthwhile. you're puttering about the apartment yeah yep uh, my attention wandered pretty quickly with this one, honestly. Uh, I can get, I, I can see. I that. mean, the the joke was basically like Jenna Ortega's character was kind of like telling stories that were just kind of killing the vibe. Yeah. So basically, this one has um, Keenan as a Stilo Brim. It has uh, Chloe as Chanel West Coast, who is an actual person. I remember seeing that somewhere. So I'm assuming Stilo okay. Brim is a real person too, and um. And uh, what Jenna plays Lily two times, who's a TikTok star who is uh just turned 17. And uh, you know, there's a, there's a little awkward joke that um, the host Mikey Day, who plays uh, Rob, Rob Drydeck in it, uh, um, if you say so, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write down my character. Names. Oh, you, all of these names are just you just don't recognize any of them, they're all just here's how far I got on my notes MTV ridiculousness, Mikey is host. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll take the wheels here. Uh, well, I mean, no, I mean, I, I rewatched it. I, I got it, and I was like, yeah, I was right to have my attention wander uh, when I watched it last night. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, so basically the, the premise is them making jokes about the uh, the videos they're watching. Somebody falls off a boat to be like, oh, snap, he, she fell off that boat, that crazy. And then... Yeah. Um, General Ortega's character's like, oh, yeah, that reminds me of the time my cousin fell off the boat and she got decapitated by the propeller on that boat. That's Right, right. No, that was... That was... I just... Uh, okay, whatever. Yeah, and then, of course, talking about the cat videos they watched and General Ortega brings up uh, how her cat gave birth to six kittens, but, like, all at once, and they were, like, fused together in a cat ball, and, yo, that was not fire. It's... Mmm... Huh. I didn't... Hmm. I didn't totally hate it, but yeah, it just didn't. 
I didn't it, hate it. I was just more indifferent to this than anything. It yeah. just it just didn't do anything for me. It didn't it didn't inspire love. It didn't inspire hatred. It was just there. It yeah. was just there taking up airtime. Yeah, I mean, we get some incredulous Mikey as always, where he's like, "Oh, that's uh, maybe we'll talk up. Maybe we could like bring up the energy a little bit, not talk about such downer stuff." Like, you know, yeah. him, like, trying to handle an awkward situation, you know, which is what Mikey does. Um, yeah, like, I, overall, I thought it was okay, but, yeah, it didn't really send me. I, I think even okay is generous. Damn, wow, you are coming in hot today, my friend. What can I say? The, the sketch didn't do much for me, man. All right, all right, all right. But yeah, uh, so. Something I liked more was the next pre-tape that we did uh, that was called Waffle House. Waffle um, House, yes. Let's talk about this, this baby. This was uh, uh, Jenna Ortega and uh, Marcelo playing a young couple. They're like about to go off to college, and they're breaking up. And it's it's shot outside a Waffle House, and we see in the background there's like a fight that's breaking out inside the wa- Waffle House. Yeah, all right, so this one was written by Mikey Day, Streeter Seidel, and Brian Tucker. Um, it's, I think it's like kind of set like one of those like CW teen shows. Cause it, at first they say, oh, var- on varsity. The conversation was like trite enough to be from a CW show. Yes. yes. Wow. Dude, you are just. What? You are, I mean. You are, you are a sniper today. The CW has done a lot of crap. Am I wrong? No, nah, I guess you're right. <laughs> They've done a lot of trite crap. Wow. We're. CW is never going to have us on their shows now with this stuff. Look, I mean, it's fine if you're like a 14-year-old girl, but I'm not, so... You you are... You are not here for the bullshit. that's what they were going for! What am I... (laughs) I know. Am I wrong? Am I lying? You're not. You're not. I'm just... Okay! I'm just... I'm just... We're just having fun here, man. We're just having fun. Uh, I mean, and and it was it was supposed to be real trite because, of course, you're supposed to be paying attention to the wild shit that's going on in the background, right? So it's called like Varsity Valley, like you know, a very trite teen show that you'd see on like Hallmark or CW. Right. And it's like you said, like uh, they're at the Waffle House. It seems like Jenna is breaking up with her boyfriend Zach, played by Marcelo. But uh, yeah, what they're doing is not really like the the heft of the of the sketch. Yeah, but you have to look what's happening in the window behind them inside the Waffle House. And of course, as we all know, Waffle Houses are known for, you know, being a haven for uh, uh, redneck uh, hijinks and what have you. Well, well, from what I understand, this was like partly inspired by this viral video from a couple months ago where there was like a fight breaking out in a Waffle House and this guy like chucks a chair at this Waffle House employee. And th- and this, this woman just like deflects it without hardly even moving she just like deflects it like it's nothing yeah i think like if you go and look online you can pretty much find a bevy of just waffle house fights on yeah. on youtube apparently just waffle house just i mean i've never i felt i think i've only been to waffle house maybe once or twice in my life because they're just not there's just not a lot of them up here in the northeast but right i, I know you see them near like a lot of highway exits and things like that yeah it's more of a, like a down south thing like uh it is it is i see more of them when i'm like visiting family down in georgia yeah um, but like it's just waffle has just kind of known for being a place where uh you know a lot of a lot of fights break out and uh and, yeah. you know a lot of i guess maury povich uh wannabes stars are <laughs> are there just getting into fisticuffs the people who aspire to someday be on Maury Povich. That's, um, that's the dream. Uh, you know, I, I read that this was like based on a viral video and I was like, oh, I don't think I've seen this. Okay, well, let me try and find this and so I can see how close it is. And then like I, I just typed in 
Waffle House viral video and I found that thing with the deflecting chair and I was like, oh yeah, I, I saw this when this was a thing like two months ago, I, but I'd already forgotten about it. Yeah. Um, well, because that's basically what you do with viral videos. You watch them yes. and you're like, hey, that's amusing. And then you forget about them and you go on with your life. Yeah. Quickly disposable uh, content. So I don't know. At this point, it, it seems like SNL has done a lot of things based on viral videos. Yeah. That seems to be the route they're going. And I get it because they want to attract a younger crowd. And of course, the, young, right. all, the younger crowd is online and they're watching the TikToks and they're viral videos so just but, but it's like a lot of times i don't necessarily know the thing they're referencing so i'm just like could you maybe just like scroll based on a viral video down at the bottom of the screen so i know to at least look for a thing <laughs> uh yeah i guess i guess i try to make it you know did they try to write it so that if you don't know the viral video you can still enjoy the sketch yeah i i think this works perfectly fine without being familiar with the video yeah i i don't think they were just like copying a viral video i thought this was very funny i think this was one of the funnier things of the night yeah no i agree i agree it's it's, it's almost like that um that beauty pageant sketch from the aubrey plaza episode like for something like that you kind of need to see the video to understand what they're doing but i mean that that like kind of worked for me with i mean i still haven't seen the video that was based on and i but i thought it was so weird it was funny by itself right yeah, um, and and this was kind of similar in that regard, um, you know. And and I liked, the, you know, they had the fight keep escalating. They had like a cop come in. They had somebody steal the cop's gun. Keenan comes out from the bathroom. He's got like a flaming torch. Yeah, the toilet I mean, paper. They they kept upping the insanity, which I like. Yeah, and I also liked how they ended it too, because uh, in the background mm-hmm. we see Mikey Day there, uh, shirtless with cornrows, arm right. arm in a cast. With like a Abraham Lincoln type of beard, pierced nipples, pierced nipples, um, and he's like uh, he gets tased by the cops. It doesn't phase him. Yeah, he, he gets hurled through a window. He crashes through the window, and just then the couple they've kind of reached the end of their conversation. And Marcelo says to Jenna Ortega, "He's like, well, do you want me to drive you home or something?" And she's like, "Oh no, my my dad drove me. It's good." And then just then Mikey Day gets hurled through the window, and then he gets up and he's like, "Hey, you ready to go, baby girl?" <laughs> That's a good way to end the sketch. They found a, That's a good twist. I li- I like that. That was very funny. They found um, a way to end the sketch. They did it. Mm-hmm. And they yeah, <laughs> we got a we got a good definite ending. I mean, that's that's a rare thing these days. We did it. It wasn't just out of nowhere. It was like yeah, it actually called back to something from the sketch. See, that's how you do it, guys. It can be done. Can be done. Yay! Way to go. This was fun. This was, like I said, it was one of the highlights of the show for me. I would say so too. Like, I mean, I like the concept of, like the the whole the action happening behind what it was in right, front of and us. it's never noticed, never commented on. Yeah, never noticed, never com- It's like two separate worlds, and it's it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it would have ruined it if they like turned them in. Like, what's going on? Oh, that's strange. Is that a dog? Oh, look at- Look at the weird stuff going on. Yeah, that would have killed it, and that would have made it like every other yeah. sketch. Is that a dog on the counter? What's a yeah. dog doing on the counter? That shouldn't be a dog on the counter. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm glad that they separated those two worlds. because Again, it just makes it funnier and escalates it. Much funnier. Much and funnier. Uh, Yeah, and the way it escalates, like you said, when the cops come in, the kid takes the cop's gun. Uh, I think at one point, Heidi gets like drop-kicked down to the ground by Molly. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a melee at the Waffle House. Yeah. There's there's all sorts of shit going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. And, you know, very well shot too. And 
Yeah, just very well done. Yeah, absolutely. Sketch of the night. I'm saying it right now. Uh, yeah, it could be for me too. Yeah, it's either that or please don't destroy. Ooh, okay. All right. I might give it to uh, this, but I, I see what you're saying. All right. Well, next, uh, we have our musical guest for the week, the 1975. Yes. Uh, the first number was I'm in love with you. Their second number was Oh, Caroline. Um, I, I liked it. It was good stuff. It was good, good pop music, man. Yeah, I thought it was okay. It kind of reminded me of maybe... Well, like Maroon 5, almost, or something like that? Oh, I think they're better than Maroon 5. Ooh, wow. I don't know. I always found Maroon 5 kind of annoying. I can I can see that. They can be a little pretentious. Or, yeah. Or, you know, just Adam Devine dancing. Well, just, yeah, just the, I, I don't like Adam Devine's vocals very much. I think that's so. it. Like, I think for most people who say they don't like Maroon 5, they really mean to say, I don't like Adam Devine. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, look, I'm sure he's a lovely person, or maybe maybe he's horrible. I really <laughs> don't know. I haven't ever watched The Voice, so I don't even know. Um, but I don't like the way he sings. I'll uh, say that. Yeah, he sounds like a super strong singer. Yeah, he's just like you know, well, he's just got that high pitch falsetto thing. It just yeah. Anyway, I like the 1975 much more. Uh yeah, and I, I like the I like the little uh, the set they had. It made it look like a little living room, complete with coffee table. You know, not enough bands are comfortable performing with a coffee table on stage. I and yes, I, I'd like to see a little more of that. I've said this time and time again. Let's get into coffee tables, end tables, all the yeah. tables. We had a little desk to the side it, with a with a lamp. It was it yeah, was nice. Somebody, it was cool. Somebody's probably doing their homework back there. It was great. Yeah, let's do. Some... It was cool. It was great. Yeah, guys, make your shows into more of like a study area. Yeah, and perform that way. Yeah, you know, just just performing in somebody's family room from the nineteen seventies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just like wood paneling everywhere. Yeah, beanbag chair. I, I like a nice IKEA vibe. Yeah, nice with, little with our musical guests. Yeah, nice little high. And, and the nineteen seventy five brought that. Yeah, nice little hi fi set in the corner. Yeah, you're mm-hmm, you're, mm-hmm. you're really jamming. Yeah, but no, this was fun. It was good, catchy pop music. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm, I dig this. Yeah, this is good. I like this. I dig those groovy tunes, man. I dig those groovy tunes. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't write too much about it. I was like, all right, this is you know, yeah. I, that's about all I have to say about them. But yeah, they were good stuff. I wouldn't mind seeing them come back. All right, okay. So this is your second time. Maybe they'll come back for a third. This was their second. Who who did they uh, perform with before? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was the Larry David episode. Larry David. Oh, that's going back a ways. It's going back a ways. Uh, but okay. yeah, this is definitely the second time they've been on the show. All right. Oh, I'll have to check out their earlier appearance because I do not remember that. I'll, I'll look it up right now, but I'm pretty sure it was when Larry David hosted. Well, I'll take your word for it. All right. You don't have to look it up. Okay. I can, I can, I can look it up when we're done. All right. It's cool. All right. It's cool. It's cool. I can dig it. It's all cool, baby. It's cool, baby. <laughs> That's your cool voice. It's just going up an octave, a couple octaves. Yeah, and it's, well, it's me doing my Conan. You know, stay cool, my babies. <laughs> you remember when he would do that? Uh, no. Okay. That. He would he would do that when he would like step out and he'd get like a big applause and he'd oh. be like, "Stay cool, my babies." Stay cool, baby. I can dig it. Yeah, it was cool. Oh wow, and I can dig it. I'm, I miss Conan's show. Yeah, I, mean, I enjoy his podcast and all, but yeah, I I miss Conan's show. We all do. I, I thought he was supposed to come out with a new show on HBO Max or something. Um, he was doing. I I think he's doing more of those travel show things, but I'm sure those take a while to pull together, especially in the age of COVID and uh. stuff. And, so all right all right you know and yes i was correct 
February 6, 2016. Larry David with the 1975. 1975. Mm-hmm. 2016. Okay. Yeah, that has come back always. It is. That's that's before we did this podcast. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we started in 2018. Oh, wow. The... Coming up on five years, my friend. Oh, my God. I know. Five years know, of this. Right? Marron. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. Weekend update with Michael Che and Colin Jost. Che! Jost! Jost! Che! Jost and Che! Che and Jost! I don't know what we're doing now. Neither do I, but I'm having fun with it. Straight up losing my mind. Oh, okay. Uh, Jokes. Oscar jokes. Uh, Oscar jokes. Jokes about current events. Jokes about politics. Jokes about lieutenant governors liking gay Instagram posts, apparently. Apparently that was a thing that happened. Yeah, that was a thing that happened. So for those that don't know, uh, the uh, uh, lieutenant governor of Tennessee, Randy McNally, has... How is that his real name? First of all, that's that's what I'm reading here. Randy McNally. That totally sounds like a sketch comedy character, right? <laughs> it does. What's your name? Uh, uh, Randy McNally. Yeah, that's it. That's, yeah, that sounds like if I'm if I'm trying to come up with a name in five minutes and I and I just say Randy McNally. Yeah. Like if your if your last name is McNally, how do you name your your kid any variation of Rand? Ah, that is crazy town. It's hey man, it's a crazy world out there, baby. That is, I, I, I want to sit down with this guy and have a fifteen-minute conversation with him about that. <laughs> not, not about the the gay Instagram stuff and all that. I just want to hear about his name. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, what's up with your name? Because that is fucking insane. <laughs> that is, you gotta change that. <laughs> that is. You need more than just the Y to take the the sting off of that name. Maybe Randolph McNally go by that. Maybe I don't. Yeah, that's. I mean, still, it's that's a lot. Uh, Randy by name, Randy by nature. Yeah. So apparently, he liked some uh, gay person's post on Instagram. Uh, yeah, and he, he liked it with. Like his his official account, yeah. So basically, or his account that gave away his name. He didn't have like a burner account or something. Uh, no. So basically, yeah. He's also he's the uh, lieutenant governor that's also been enacting all these policy. Against, of course, against trans of course. people. It's it's a tale as old as time. It's pretty much a given that if anybody has like big anti-gay, anti-trans legislation, they've got that shit going on in their personal life. Yeah, and he has been right? Yeah, of course, he's been doing that. Of course, putting. Uh, all these uh, horrible policies into play. And of course he's on uh, Instagram following some, uh, you know, gay 20 year old uh, models, Instagram account, putting uh, heart emojis and flame emojis and saying things like you can turn a rainy day into sunshine. <laughs> that's almost cute though. It is. That's, that's, as Instagram comments go, that's pretty cute. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> I was like, oh. That's a, that's like a very sweet way to respond to a thirst trap. Oh, it's got a little crush. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's heinous all the other stuff, but that yeah. but that comment itself, by and of itself, it's cute. I think it's, that's something you'd see in like a you know, like a grade school kids Valentine's card or something. Exactly. <laughs> that's like that's like something a Sesame Street character would send to another Sesame Street character. Yeah, it's, it's something. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet if you think about it. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we had. Our first weekend update segment 
with uh, Molly Kearney playing uh, Rand McNally. Molly's first solo weekend update uh, segment, finally. I did not realize that. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is weird. They did a good job. They did. It is weird because, you know, everybody else that Molly came in with, uh, you know, Longfellow, uh, Walker, and... And, and once again, fake facial hair on Molly. That's, yes. That, yeah, I mean, that is that is a good way for SNL to go, I think. That is um, the way to go. It works. Yeah, yeah. It works. It works for them. Um, yeah, because Randy McNally, I haven't looked up what the guy actually looks like, but apparently he's got a bit of a Colonel Sanders thing going on. Yeah, it's, so. it's pretty much close to that. It's, it's very uh, Wilford Brimley, bushy mustache, you know. Yeah. Overweight, middle-aged, uh, white. Yeah, guy. heavy Harlan Sanders yes. vibes going on. I do declare. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I like this. Uh, I liked how Molly kept giving uh, coquettish little looks to the camera, almost uh, Farley-esque. I mean, you know, saying, mm-hmm. oh, I've, I've been a bad boy type of, type of things. And, um, yeah, overall, I thought, the, I thought the segment was pretty good. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Um, Fun stuff. Uh, I also liked yeah. a lot of the uh, Weekend Update jokes they had. Did you now? I did. Uh, did you now? <laughs> did you now, boyo? Did you know? Why don't you tell me about the weekend update jokes you liked? <laughs> well, Brendan. Why don't you lay those on me, Darren Patterson? Well, Brendan Gleason, I like the one joke that um, Trey told about how uh, Meghan Markle was invited to the uh, coronation of the king, and uh, yes. at a starting salary of nineteen dollars an hour. And then it goes that was cute. That was cute. I liked uh, how he said. Uh, it must suck to go on TV and pretend to be friends with a psychotic bigot for the good of the show. Anyway, here's Colin. <laughs> yes, exactly. I also like, there was that one pretty funny joke, oh, not pretty funny, it was a very funny joke, uh, where a man was going to go scuba diving and plans to live underwater for 100 days. And, you know, then the punchline is, oh, it feels like the, that record is uh, longer than that, said the people of New Orleans. Yeah, that was good. Oof. That was good. I, I liked uh his joke you saying like, oh, it was International Women's Day on Wednesday. I said was. Let's move on. See, that I joke just... that joke was because pr- that depends on the fact that women are gonna cheer as soon as they fir- hear the first part of it. And right. then then call then Che just shuts it down with the second part. So that yeah, like, that's that was great. Solid joke. That I mean, I love that. Che is great at that sort of stuff and just putting that twist on it and just saying those heinous things and getting away with it because the joke is so funny. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of liked Colin's thing about, he was talking about the new, uh, carpet color at the Oscars. They've switched from red to champagne. He says, well, usually when I switch from red to champagne, it usually turns me into a full on bitch. And they had a little callback to that later yes. in the update. I thought that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, and then the weekend update segment uh, ends, uh, kind of oddly, where it's just, uh, James Austin Johnson comes out and does a uh, quick little one minute impressions. Random celebrity impressions. That's yeah. And he, he did, does things like uh, uh, he did Adam Driver as his uh, Star Wars character on Girls. Uh, Kylo uh, Ren on Girls. Ky- yeah, Kylo Ren. I was blanking on the name. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I mean, doing doing like a a, a two second Adam Driver impression. That's kind of hacky, don't you think? Uh, just might be. Just might be. I know. I mean, he needs to know that I fought for him. There it is. Oh, well, we're bringing it back, baby. Um, couldn't resist. I mean, had to. Had to. Bringing it back. Guys, go go back into the archives if you don't understand that long-running joke. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, then he does uh, Batman re- reading uh, Where's Waldo. He does uh, Jay-Z. Where is he? Yeah. Where is he? 
Yeah, I like that. That was that was cute. Uh, Jay Z. Somebody on Twitter was saying like, "Oh, I don't think he would. Uh, John's going to like that because it wasn't the Kevin Conroy voice." And I was like, "No, that's that's fine. It was perfectly. It was funny. Yeah, because it was the, the Christian Bale. Where is he? You know, no, it's perfectly okay. good gag. You're totally off base, Twitter person who I don't remember anymore. <laughs> I think that's one of the people who who knows how you how you are about accuracy when it comes to Batman. So a joke like that. No, I look, I, I am picky with my Batman stuff. Yes, absolutely. And you know, in, in the Christian Bale movies itself. Yes. I hate the, the cookie monster with throat cancer voice that he chose to do. Mm. That is incomprehensible half the time, but making fun of the, the throat cancer cookie monster voice. I love <laughs> now you're talking that, you know, that is, that is my sweet spot. Um, uh, yeah, I just watched the the Dark Knight like earlier today. It still still holds up. Did you earlier today? Earlier today. Earlier today. Uh, well, wow. the ha- I caught the tail end, but still. Oh, oh, okay. It was on like TV or something. Yeah, yeah. TBS was running it. Yeah, yeah. Still a banger. Still bangs. Yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. Uh, yeah, and, um, and then James Watson Johnson did uh, Jay Z downstairs, which I didn't quite get. And, uh, oh, see, I, I didn't get it, but I was like, okay, well, I mean, I'm not supposed to get it. Darren will get this. No, I don't get it. I think he's... Was it a callback to something in one of his songs? I don't know. I think he's just saying, bang. Like, I think it's... He's, like, calling for Beyonce? Yeah. But I was like, uh, I guess. I didn't... Okay, well, whatever. And then... Uh... Um, but I did, I did like how he said that, you know, hey, I've got all these useless two-second impressions that I have stockpiled, and I've got to do them somewhere. Yeah. And he's saying, like, the bartenders at the after parties don't even pay attention to me un- unless I do my Trump. Yeah. And then he was like, we've been waiting forever for that Negroni. Yeah. Negroni's just a funny word. I, funny. I've i never had a Negroni. I kind of want to try one just because I like the name so much. I'm not even sure what it is. But like, I don't even know what it is either. But I'm someday at a bar, I'm just going to order a Negroni randomly. Sounds classy. One day. Yeah. One day. I also liked yeah. how James Austin Johnson was like, yeah, I have all these impressions, so I'll just figure I'll just do them on Weekend Update where it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it was cute. Yeah, and then he ended it, it with... I, I wouldn't mind seeing him come back with more of this, because yeah. apparently he's got a lot of those in the stand-up act. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty... You know, James Austin Johnson, he's he's here to stay, I think. He's... I'm, like, always happy to see uh, James Austin Johnson pop up on the show in, in pretty much whatever context. Absolutely, here, here. Yeah. Okay, and, uh, yeah, Weekend Update overall, but that was okay. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, not too bad. It's, it was all right. It was all right. A little, a little bit of the all right. It's it good. Out, a little bit of the how's your father, eh? A little bit of the how's your father. A little, yeah. little of the looky loo. Uh, next we have Exorcism, which is an Exorcist parody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like the end of the Exorcist. They're performing an exorcism. Yes. And then... Ego comes in as the upstairs neighbor complaining about the noise. Yes. And she decides to take it over. Yeah. So basically this one has um, James Austin Johnson as the priest. This yep. and Chloe as the parents. Uh, you do not lie. Yeah. Uh, Jenna Ortega is a possessed daughter. The, um, yes. uh, the, you know, the possessed person. And uh, yeah. yeah. And of course, it, was, it was like your mother sucks cocks in hell. Exactly. But I can't say that because we're on network TV. Exactly. So. And uh, yeah, and then they hear a knock at the door, and it's Mrs. Shaw from upstairs, played by Ego. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, "Oh, Mrs. Shaw, is that you?" It's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Shouldn't I be asleep?" But I should, I should be asleep by now. Yeah, which is like, yeah. She's supposed to be asleep like forty five. I like that this just got to it quickly. Yeah, I like that we didn't. You know, we had the bare minimum just to establish. Okay, we're doing the exorcism. We're doing the end of the Exorcist, and then 
Ego was on in like the first 30 seconds. Yeah, we got in there. This, I mean, this sketch kind of feels, it feels very old school. It feels like something that they would have done in the 70s or 80s or something like that. Uh, kind of, because it looked kind of cheap. That Yeah, that too, but it also was, <laughs> it did. Wow, yeah, I guess you're right. But it was kind of like, you know, like, um, the premise of the sketch is, oh, the black, you know, black woman coming in, but like, I ain't got, I ain't got time for this mess. And it just, uh-huh. she just performed the exorcism and... Oh, so you're saying the sassy black woman thing is really hack? Um, uh, I'm I'm trying to get you to go on a rant here, Darren. No, I will not go into a rant, but like at the same time, a little, yeah. You're you're kind of right. Go go into a raw. Uh, I mean, sassy black, you know, ain't got time for this nonsense. It's a little like what kind of little played out. It's kind of a little racist. Uh, not you think they're racist, Darren. Not ra- but it's kind of like stuff we've seen before. Like I've seen Ellen Cleghorn do this. I've seen okay. Anitra Vance do this. Like I've seen, uh-huh. I've seen Order Living Color. It's like you know, it's kind of, it's kind of something like I've I've seen a hundred times before. Where it's like, oh, like oh hell no, I'm getting this ghost out of here tonight. Like to, you know, it's the head wagging. It's like uh can we move past so it's sort of like white people do exorcist parodies like this yeah but black people do exorcist parodies like that so, y'all know what i'm talking about <laughs> you know what i'm talking about you know this guy definitely knows what i'm talking he about he gets it all you know what it is when the when the ghosts be all up in your house and you're like get out of here ghost you're crazy <laughs> it's a nice place isn't get out shame we gotta leave yeah it really it really kind of felt like that it's like oh, i thought mm-hmm. we kind of i thought we kind of moved past this didn't we or but like over, like we as a nation, yeah. I, okay, or maybe I just maybe by we. I, I think the answer is a resounding no. Okay. Yeah, so maybe it's just we have not. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was okay. Like, I think at one point, uh, Jenna, as a possessed woman, possessed girl, tells Ego to suck her butt, and she's like, "Oh, I ain't into that." Like, I tossed salad once. I was that. That was not for me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, and uh, yeah, she's uh, able to exercise the. Ghost out of the girl's body just through pure uh, black sassiness. I think at one point. Yeah, I mean, as you do. Yeah, I think I did notice this one cool part where she need like they needed a another host for the the ghost to enter. They need another body, so she, yeah. she opens the window and calls up to her husband upstairs, and the camera switches to the to the uh, outside window shot. I thought, oh, that's kind of different and cool. And uh, yeah, so then Keenan comes down, and he's the body that the ghost goes into, and uh, and that's kind of it. And that's kind of abruptly. Uh, yeah, yeah, it just kind of petered out. Yeah, and like, um, and then uh, I think I did, I also noticed the part where uh, Jenna, rep- like, once she's herself, she's like, "Oh, Mrs. Shaw, what are you doing here? Shouldn't you be asleep by now?" They repeat that show and she'd be asleep by now joke well i mean hey you got when you got gold like that Shouldn't get it because the last you, you gotta go back to that well a few times because the last name shaw and it's Sh- yeah. shaw almost sounds like should so yeah Shouldn't. show enough you get it you get it but do you get it hmm. yeah and then it ends with uh keenan's head spinning around or like a doll of uh, you know keenan's head spinning around and around yeah yeah uh, uh, hmm. I mean, I like Ego, but I feel like I feel like she's like above this a little bit, you know. But then again, yeah, she, I can see that. Yeah, I, I can see I, that. I, no, I mean, it, it was her biggest thing in the show, though, so you know, it's nice to see her. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, also she uh, looking at the 
the writing credit. She had a hand in writing this. Uh, so this one was written by. I figure. Yeah, I mean, if it if it showcases one cast member in a big, big way, yeah, I think it's safe to assume the cast member probably yeah, this, had a hand in writing. This one was written by her and the PDD boys. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but like overall, this was okay. But I, was like, I wouldn't have guessed it was the Please Don't Destroy boys, but yeah, no, these are PDD boys. It's uh, it's it's on them. <laughs> this is their fault. <laughs> but uh, yeah. All right, and uh, we close it out ten to one. Jingle pitch. Jingle pitch. It's ten to one. It's time to get. It's time for some Andrew Dismukes weirdness. Yeah. This one was written by. Dis- I mean, that's what you want—a ten to one, man. This one was written by Dismukes and JAJ. James Arthur Johnson. Yeah, of course it was. Of course, of course. You know what was I just saying? When when a sketch showcases a cast member in a big way, in all likelihood, those cast members had a hand in writing this. I will admit, case in point. I will admit, I do like the two of them together. Like I think I, I do too. I think they have a really fun chemistry together. Yeah, like they might be the new. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Kyle Mooney, Kyle and, Kyle and Beck, or yeah, whoever else you could think of, like uh, but uh, 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 Kate and Eighty, maybe yeah, like uh, I don't know. Th- this sketch get, it gave me a lot of Will Forte vibes. I will admit though, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, some Will Forte weirdness. Yeah, right. So, uh, so the premise of the sketch is it takes place at a law firm, and uh, they changed the name of their law firm, so they need a new catchy jingle. They don't, right. they don't go by... No, like, this other law firm that they broke away from is more successful than them because they have a really... They have their phone number in a catchy jingle. Like, you know, 800-588. I don't have to do the rest of it. You're like, you you people in the New York area, you know what I'm I'm doing. Empire. Right. I'm not I'm not going to give out the full number because I don't want to give them a free plug. That's right. But, but you know. Yeah, Empire. You know. Empire, if you want... If you want to see some coin from that... You, you gotta, you gotta pay to play. You gotta pay up, son. Right. I'm, I am rubbing my thumb and my forefingers together. Yeah, that's right. Right now, you get, you gotta, you gotta show us the money. SNL nerds don't come cheap, hombre. Well, we do. We do. I mean, let's face it. We, you know, yes, forty dollars. You gotta pay us something, is what we're saying. Forty dollars each. I will take it. Mm-hmm. I gotta go grocery shopping. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, those forty dollars that it won't go real long, but. You know, it's good money, man. Anyway, anyway, yeah. So, so the joke is, you know, they come in as this musical duo, South Booth, Soul Booth, Soul Booth. I'm sorry, that was that was a uh, that's a, that's on me and my autocorrect. Soul Booth. <laughs> <laughs> my Soul Booth was like, no, he didn't mean this word. He means another word. <laughs> okay, what what the hell is that spell check? Really, Soul is a word. <laughs> Why are you correcting Soul? Why are you thinking I mean South? I I typed that L. I know I typed that L. I know. But you just changed to South without even telling me. That shit ain't right. That shit ain't right at all, baby. That shit is not right. Oh. Anyway, so they they come in to do a phone number jingle, and they're they're just doing all sorts of overly complicated songs that where they don't the number doesn't stick in your head. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, this one is kind of hard to describe because it really does. You really should just watch it. Yeah, you need to see the performance and what see yeah. what this mukes goes into. Yeah, and you need to hear the songs and yeah, yeah all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, it's I don't know how would you describe. I don't even know how to describe this. I, I I am at a loss of how to describe. <laughs> I mean, just just watch this. It's it's called Jingle Pitch. It's quick. It's funny. Um, 
you know, it's it's fun. They just really threw themselves into their performance, and they're having a lot of obviously fun time. Yeah. So I liked it. It was kind of infectious in that way. Yeah, exactly. Like it's um, it's like basically like James Austin Johnson and just moves like really getting into the the funky groove of uh, these two guys trying to come up with a pitch a jingle, and uh, we also and there's also a lot from Bowen. Because, like, they, apparently they, yeah. they found out about this group. And Bowen's been kind of like this show, so. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they, and they, cause they found out about this group when they were drunk at uh, Luciano's, and they keep repeating that. Like, I was drunk on daiquiris. I was dacked down at the back of Luch, and that's what I want to hear. And, like, he really, like, hammers that home right. that he was dacked down in the back right. of Luch. They, right. they wanted to Luch it up. So they keep repeating that. Right. And, uh, hmm. I, hmm. I, I mean, it, Sounds like you were so-so on this. I, yeah. I, uh, You're at a loss. I was kind of so-so on it. Like, I, I, I kind of see what they were going for, but again, I don't think they went far enough or as far as they needed to go in order for it to really hit home for me. Oh, damn. I said it. His mukes. You Johnson. Darren's calling you out, son. Calling you out, Mukes. You know where to find me. You got a problem, holler. <laughs> I, I want to see the showdown. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. do it. Oh, my God. Forget it. Forget about it. He don't want this. He don't want none of this. <laughs> he ain't ready for this jelly. <laughs> Wait, that might mean something else. Okay. Yeah, that 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 doesn't sound intimidating. <laughs> that, that sounds like... It sounds... Yeah. That sounds like he, you either have a weight problem or you're coming on to him. Yeah, I'm not sure which. Yeah. <laughs> all, right, well, all right. So, yeah, overall, the sketch is, I thought it was okay, but I didn't, yeah, again, it didn't really wow me. Okay. All right. I, I enjoyed it uh, just because, you know, it's it's a nice sort of weird thing you want to end out the night. Yeah, that's true. I, I will admit, I did like their first performance where he was just really getting into it, you know, uh, you mm-hmm. know, going, it's like one, six, seven, two, and just like doing like a little, little yeah. shimmy dance. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got a, I got a kick out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so that's that sketch. And then uh, at the very end, we uh, they put up a title card uh, uh, about the uh, passing of Aaron Maroney Fraser. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't heard about this story, so I was kind of surprised when this popped up during the show. Uh, yeah, so for those who don't know, Aaron Maroney Fraser passed away uh, March 3rd of this year. She was a uh, senior assistant to Saturday Night Live's Lauren Michaels. She helped at the development and launch of uh, Conan O'Brien's uh, Late Night Show, uh, worked on Wayne's World 2, Tommy Boy, and Black Sheep, and uh, was also a SNL staff writer. And also worked at a uh, Broadway video. Wow. So she was all over. Yeah. Yeah. She wore uh, a lot of hats. Uh, was working. If she was a Lauren assistant. I guess she was one of the Lornettes. Yes. I guess so. I, I, I'm, I'm Getting popcorn and stuff. Yes. Wait, is that a thing? That's, that's, what's that? Is that a thing? Apparently, Lauren really likes popcorn. And so he, he always has like popcorn at the ready. Oh. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's like his favorite snack. I did not know that. Uh-huh. Wow, that's pretty fun. All right, well. Yeah, so, like, he goes through a lot of popcorn. They've got, like, a popcorn maker there. Okay, well, and that's one to grow on. 
right, but uh, yeah, so uh, she unfortunately uh, passed away um, uh, very suddenly at the age of uh, 53. Um, I believe it was a... That's, that's tough. Yeah, I believe it was a brain hemorrhage, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm yeah, reading this correct. Uh, there's a GoFundMe up. And, uh, yeah, it's just a, a real shame, really uh, unfortunate to, to read about that. And, uh, yeah, and then that's pretty yeah, much... Sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. That's, so. that's all. R.I.P. Aaron Maroney Fraser. Yeah. And um, yeah. And that's and that's pretty much the episode, guys. Um, pretty much the episode. They also announced uh, who they have scheduled for the next show, which is scheduled for April 1st. They're going to have Quinta Brunson. From Abbott Elementary, yes. and musical guest Little Yachty. Yes, yes. Uh, Quinta Brunson, somebody who's having a banner year this year. Um, her show, you know, Abbott Elementary came out uh, about a year or two, about a year ago, I'd say, like, and just became this huge, like, international sensational hit. It just like really took off. I mm-hmm. mean, it's all, it's in its second season now already. Got renewed for a third. I, I'm I'm positive this show is going to be in syndication like fairly soon. Like it's it's like one of those shows that everybody loves. I remember listening to interviews with Quintus saying, "Yeah, I was looking for. I wanted to make a show that like everybody can enjoy, like Middle America people on the East Coast and West Coast. I, I just want to make like one of those type of sitcoms that like the whole family can enjoy." And I think she really did it. Like I see, mm-hmm. and like uh, the fact that it's on ABC is a you know great thing. It's a channel that pretty much everybody has and. Like I, this show really like took off, and she's winning like tons of awards, tons of accolades. Uh, she's somebody that has a comedy background. She's in the uh, the new History of the World, uh, part two that's on mm-hmm. uh, Hulu right now. Uh, she's written for you know for comedy shows. She wrote for uh, Black Lady Sketch Comedy Show on uh, HBO Max. So she has uh, she's uh, in um, the new season of Party Down that just dropped. And so she has comedy background. She has, you know, acting chops. She, she did stand up for a while. So I think she's going to be really good on this, uh, on this episode of April 1st. So we'll, uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. She's somebody, she's somebody that'll... Yes. What? The April 1st episode ends up happening. Yeah, let's talk about that. Because we have a possible strike. Ooh. And it might, it might disrupt the show. I mean, SNL could, dis- if they go on strike... Uh, like who who is it that's going on strike again? What what is the exact organization? I believe it is the post production editors. There you go. Okay. Uh, so yeah. they might be going on strike, and you know SNL they do a fair amount of pre tapes these days. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, people have been saying that. Like, uh, so basically, the uh, post production editors have announced that if uh you know if a deal isn't met, if uh, SNN, S, uh, SNL, not SNL, uh, NBC hasn't, you know, come through with an offer. They are and will be ready to strike on April 1st, mm-hmm. which is, uh, oh boy. Yeah, that's it. It's the day of the show, y'all. It's the day of the um, show. And, uh, yeah, it's like you said. And like I said, uh, uh, Chloe Feynman, I saw that she posted on Instagram in solidarity with them, which I think that was that was great of her to do. I mean, I'm, I, of course, am citing with the editors i i will always 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 side with the workers over management yeah so i you know they say they're underpaid i believe them and you know i hope they get paid what they deserve uh same thing like we're here at the snl nerds we're we're always on the side of the the working man just 
Just pay them what they're worth. We're pro-union. Yes. Pay them what they're worth. Give them the money if you got the money. And just stop all these games. And uh, and hopefully this can be resolved. Again, like, yeah, if they don't get resolved by April 1st, I don't know what's going to happen. Will the show get canceled? Are we going to get a show with absolutely no pre-tapes and all live skits? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, I, don't know. I mean, the PDD boys got to be shaking in their boots because they're all pre-tapes. Like, yeah, I mean, of course, they write sketches for the live show as well. Yeah, but um, I mean, like, as far as them getting to perform and getting in front of eyes, like... It, yeah, true, true. I mean, Martin was in, like, one sketch during the Zoe uh, Kravitz episode. That was about it. So, oh, okay. uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep you updated here, Neil, on uh, SNL Nerds News. Yeah, well, we hope we hope it works out, and I hope you know that. Yeah, right. So uh, we'll see what happens there, and um, yeah, little Yachty. I know a little bit about him. I know he's like kind of like a mumblecore rapper, but like he okay. came out with this album recently that is kind of a departure from that, and a lot of people are saying it. Like a lot of people who, um, who, uh, who I who I really really take their. Um, their uh, their thoughts to heart are saying his album is really good. Like I think Questlove said, "Oh no, this is actually a really good creative album." He's like really branching out. So I was like, "Oh, do I have to listen to this now?" Because all these people whose opinion I take in a high regard are saying it's good. So like, uh. so um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It, it, this new album he has is getting good reviews. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what we have coming up with Mister Little Yachty. If if the uh, April first episode does indeed happen. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and uh, um, overall, this episode I thought was okay. You know, not... it was okay. Didn't really rise much above okay for me. Yeah, um, yeah. Sketch of the night. Uh, yeah, I'd give it to either Please Don't Destroy or that other thing I liked. What was the other <laughs> thing? Waffle House. Waffle House. Waffle House. The Waffle House. That was the other thing I liked. Yeah, I, that's right. Oh, that's right. I was quizzing you to see if you were paying attention. Did I win? You did. Yay! You did. You did not win anything tangible. Oh. But you you won my well wishes. Yay! And because uh, I was not wishing you well before. Oh. I I was. I was wishing you bad things. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, that doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah. That that's that sounds about right. But uh, you like you like the Waffle House, right? Waffle House was that, was that was your sketch of the night, right? Yes, Waffle House was solid sketch of the night. Yay! I listened to you. Yay! Yay. Yes, a sketch with a proper ending. We, yes. We finally, uh, hey, that's always nice to see. We finally right? got there. We finally got there. Yeah, we finally got there. It only took about half a season. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So next, so that's our thoughts on the episode. And hey, let's let's go to Twitter. Let's see what the people. Let's go to Twitter. Let's see what you thought. Right. On the Twitter, on the Twitter sphere. Let's see. Uh, okay, we got uh, Camille Pretz, uh, who says, I LOL'd so much in this episode, especially during James Austin Johnson's two second impressions. Molly's Randy Johnson bit was adorable. I, th- I think she means the, the Randy McNally? Yes, yes. Bit. Um, they nailed the ridiculousness personalities, especially the crazy laugh of Chanel. Okay, I'll take your word for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, pre-tapes were great, though predictably disturbing. Jenna's outfits were fire. Flames. She was a little fire emoji thing mm-hmm. there. Uh, and she has some continued thoughts. Uh, Andrew Dismukes 
Sunglasses in the last sketch had to be a nod to Andy Samberg and Timberlake. Oh, uh, I could see that. Oh, okay, like a dick in the box. Yeah, thing? like the, oh, okay. the little round uh, '90s sunglasses. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, I had those back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, loved the X Men school quiz team. Mm. Didn't I personally did not like that at all. Uh, while the 1975's music isn't my thing, they performed well, and their basis is easy on the up. Oh, yeah. I think we've made a love connection. Ow! Uh, Sarah and Devin's outfits during Good Night were fire. Flame emojis. I can't say I really particularly remember their outfits during Good Nights, but okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, our good friend Manette Marati, friend of the podcast, says, it says a lot about the quality of an episode where even the one sketch, sketch I wasn't too crazy about ridiculousness was still serviceable and had stuff to like the jenna's penchant for dark slash weird things helped inspire the writers to write weird sketches that don't default to sexual stuff Ooh, okay, okay. doesn't doesn't like it when it gets too sexual right why, why do you gotta go so dirty with the potty humor yeah you gotta go to All this right. let's see our friend mikey with two e's over in jolly old england says Boy. hey hey guys do I have anything positive to say about this show? And then he uses a gif from uh, when Justin Timberlake and Jimmy Fallon did the Bee Gees on Talking It Up. And it's uh, just uh, whichever gib Timberlake played going, no, I don't. I believe that's uh, Maurice. We'll say Maurice. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mikey continues. I mean, it's always nice to see Fred, and I guess Weekend Update was okay, but apart from that, I'm struggling to find anything in this episode that was memorable. Actually, Waffle House wasn't bad, but very simple. It's okay, though. We don't all like the same things, and that's the beauty of SNL. Look at, look at Bucky finding a positive spin, even though, even though he didn't like look this episode that. too that's, much. It's beautiful, man. Uh, that, that's beautiful. That's touching. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jacob at Jake362 says, Enjoyable episodes, some forgettable sketches, but excellent performances from the cast. PDD and Waffle House were great. Waffle even had an ending that worked. That right? See, this is what we're saying. Yes. Uh, needed more JAJ stand-up, and even though the writing was a bit sloppy, the jingle sketch had me wanting more JAJ and Andrew team-ups. Also, Agreed. great episode for Molly, bringing back Jenna, bring back Jenna anytime, but leave the 1975 behind. Ooh. Ooh, wow. Um, Divisive. I think I'd rather see the 1975 come back than Jenna. I, I thought Jenna was fine. I didn't, I didn't, she didn't do anything as I was, really blew me away though. Yeah, so. I think she was okay. But then again, she's still like super young. So, I mean. I'm she's not... young. She's still like uh, developing as a performer, you know? Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, but I, I, I see she can do it. But like, I, I would say like maybe in a few more years, she like will be able to really uh, knock it out the yeah. park. Uh, let's see. My old college roommate, Scott Hume, uh, says the please don't destroy a road trip was my favorite of the night. X-Men was a fun concept. John, who was the mutant that wasn't rogue or professor X? Nobody. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It was just some person with a big overdeveloped arm. It was more like a Rick and Morty character than an X-Men, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it was, it was. And that was part of the oddity for me, because like half the sketch, I'm like, why aren't you just doing the X Men? Yeah, they just get like if they need somebody like muscle bound to break the thing, they could choose like a you know Beast or something like that. I mean, I guess Beast and Colossus are are tough to do on a, a TV budget. I mean, yes. I mean, hell, they're tough to do on a movie budget. But I will admit though, it was impressive. If you looked at the uh, that prosthetic huge arm that Molly had, like the fingers yeah. were moving. 
So like, oh really? Yeah. So I was wondering, oh, those her things. So I guess I guess it was sort of like a, a glove that they put on. I think so. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was wondering, is that her arm moving, or is that like like a remote controlled fingers that are moving, or what? But like, either way, I, it had to be her real, uh, their real fingers. Yeah. I, I will admit that was pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, next door. Uh, next door. Was last night's show backwards? It seemed to get better as the show went along. It started pretty weak, and I didn't get a laugh until midway through the PDD road trip. Then it seemed to take a step up with each following sketch. Um, I yeah, I, huh. I see what you're saying there. Mm. Uh, mm. yeah, I don't know. If I don't know. I 100% agree with that, but you know, hey, that's what makes horse races. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? What? I think I've ever heard that phrase before. It, it means we don't agree. It, it's a phrase. Uh, Look it up. All right. We just disagree. Um, okay, let's see. Which ones have we not okay, read uh, yet? Uh, Boardman Gets Paid says, Hello from the waiting room of Donalds and Dominguez. Uh, I love this episode. The energy was great. Turns out old black woman can literally fix anything. That was a very accurate uh, depiction of a Waffle House. Love you guys. Aw. And of course, if you didn't like the episode, I hated it. <laughs> That's okay, Boardman. You can have your own opinions. We don't mind that. You disagreeing with us doesn't doesn't make you wrong. I mean, it probably makes you wrong, but it doesn't necessarily make you wrong. All right. So, uh, also, we got a tweet from Bill Brasky, Big Bad Bill Brasky. He says the highlights were the PDD short and the Waffle House short. Most of the live sketches were very underwhelming. With way too much Mikey Day, his writing was all over both the X-Men and Ridiculousness sketches. Even the 10 to 1 suffered from too much cutting away to Bowen. And he continues saying, continue, cutting away to Bowen reacting when the focus should have been on Dismukes and J.A.J. Ego tried her best in the exorcism sketch, but overall a lack of inspiration on the writing and this and uh, Craig replies to Bill Brasky says, hopefully nothing happens to prevent more tape sketches for the next episode. Uh, yeah, I agree. We, uh, hopefully a strike doesn't have to happen, but if it does happen, uh, I hope that the editors get everything they want. Absolutely. We're just, we're just hoping for the best for everybody. Mm -hmm. And yeah, a lot of response this week. That's, that's great to see. So. We love it. Thanks. Thank you so much for uh, responding. And that's our episode, guys. Keep on responding. Keep uh, you know telling the, your friends and your family about this little podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe. Why don't retweet us? Retweet us. That really Ret helps. Retweet yeah. us for the love of Pete. We're giving you all this beautiful, beautiful content here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's the episode, guys. Thanks again for listening. As always, uh, you can always follow us on Twitter at SNL Nerds Show. Yes, you can. And, that's uh, true. Yeah, you could donate to our Patreon at nondashproductive.com. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Darren Credible. That's D-A-R-I-N. Credible. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Trumbull Comic. That's T-R-U-M-B-U-L-L -L, and then the word comic. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so next week, uh, SNL is off for the next few weeks. And mm -hmm. hopefully we'll be back by April 1st. Uh... Wait, why wouldn't we be back? What well, the well, hell? No, I mean, the show will be back, hopefully. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, I, th I thought you were saying the podcast was a company back. I was panicking. Yeah. Uh, John, I, this, is how, this is how I'm telling you that the podcast is over. This what is, the hell, man? Uh, yeah. I mean, on one hand, it's nice to have my Sundays free, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so usually, um, you know, it's, it's uh, mid-March, 
which is uh, my birthday month. So usually around this time, we pick a movie, uh, yes. John and I, around our birthdays that we'd want to talk about. But uh, a few days ago, I was like, you know what? Hmm, I wonder. I you were wonder. like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm <laughs> going to do something else instead. Yes, yeah, my party, and I'll cry if I want to. Yeah. So I wonder to myself, I wonder if an episode of SNL has ever aired on my birthday. Now, see, uh, this is the thing that I don't have. My birthday falls in the summer. It's August yeah. 1st. Um, so, yeah, I, unless I have a rerun, no, it doesn't happen. Yeah, but for me, I did a little research, found out this happened five times in the history of SNL. That's aired One, on my two, birthday. One, two, three, four, five. You're great. You're great. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so we're going to do an episode that happened on my 20th birthday. That's right. We're talking about the uh, March 15th, 1997 episode of SNL hosted by Sting and musical guest Veruca Salt. Ooh, from yeah. Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's it's a band, not oh. a person. Oh, it's a okay. Band. Well, I'm looking forward to that slightly less then. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, 1997 era SNL. That's like when uh, Mark McKinney was still there, uh, Farrell, Catan, Molly Shannon, Anna Gosthire. This should be uh, Tim Meadows was still around. Colin Quinn was still uh, was, was hopping there, around there. Was he doing the update at this time? I don't believe so. I did a little, like, uh, peek ahead of time. It's, uh, the weekend update is uh, Norm. But, okay, uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, so this will be interesting. Like, I think this will be a, a fun little... Uh, you know, tripped in the wayback machine. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna check this out, and then we're gonna we're gonna go through it. We're gonna talk about what we think of this episode, a retro episode. We haven't done this too much. We've done, let's see, we did we did the retro episode when Chadwick Boseman hosted after he passed away. Right, For a hundredth right. episode, we went back to the very first episode of SNL and right. we watched that. Have we done uh, it besides that. Uh, Betty White episode. Betty White episode, yes. Uh, we did We did some of the holiday episodes early on. We did like the Thanksgiving and all that, so we watched some of the retroscape. But it's kind of fun to, to go back and revisit the show as it was. Yeah, yeah. So uh, join us next week. We're going to go back in time to, to the late 90s where a young Darren Patterson just turned a, a, the big 2-0. Ooh. Right. I been, let's see, this was 97, so I would have been 24. Ooh, all right. It's a young John Trumbull just tearing up the town. Just... Young John Trumbull, full head of hair. Uh, yeah. Getting nice. ready to graduate the Cubert School. Yeah, just yeah. kicking ass Roll and taking names. my oyster. Yes, kicking ass and taking names. Uh, uh, not so much yet, but, you know, yeah, working towards the kicking work, ass and taking Working names. towards kicking ass and taking names. Buying a notepad. Buying a notepad to you take You write names. down those names correctly. Yes, proper spelling. Proper spelling is important, you guys. That's right. Grammar matters. Grammar matters. Hashtag uh, grammar matters. That's actually all grammar matters. All grammar matters. So, yeah, so tune in next week. We'll talk about that episode on the the illustrious SNL nerds. Yeah, that's what we'll be doing. So, uh, yeah, please come join us. Uh, Check us out then. But until then, nerds out. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.